Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. With it being the regular season, that means each and every Monday afternoon, we will have a Zoom call with the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. That happened on Monday following the team's 33-29 win over the Browns. So let's go right now to the Chiefs head coach. Um, Very similar to how I felt... uh uh, last night, um, there, there were some good things. There's plenty of things that we we need to work on um, and, and get better, obviously. So, um, and that, you know, we'll, we'll keep working on that as we go forward. I, again, I, it was good. I mentioned about Juan Thornhill on the pass breakup, but, um, you know, he, he also had, uh, he got his, he got the shoulder pad on the, on the ball in that fumble too. So. That was a, he helped cause that. And then Dan Sorensen, I didn't mention last night, and I think needs mentioning where he he actually got the foot of uh, their quarterback uh, on the interception. So he tripped him up, and that ended up being the deciding factor there uh, uh, with Hughes making the interception. Um, Other than that, time yours. Let's go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, wanted to uh, ask you a couple of things. So, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Wanted to get your thoughts on uh, how Nick Bolton did yesterday in his first NFL game. Yeah, I thought, listen, I thought Nick did a, a pretty good job. Uh, he had uh, a couple of real secure tackles that were important for us. Um, it looked like uh, mentally he was able to digest everything that they threw at him and um, if he did make a mistake, he, he fixed it the second time around. So, uh, at, in, on defense, if you're a repeat offender, man, that could be a tough deal on uh, on the defense. So, uh, you know, he, he's good. He's been good with that, and he, he was good with that in the game too. Okay, and you've um, obviously leaned heavily on Tyreek and, and Travis in the passing game the last few years, and haven't suffered because of it. But that was a Pretty extreme case yesterday. Can you go through the the season? Is it sustainable to go through a season without getting more help in the passing game from some of your other receivers, backs, tight ends, those guys? Yeah, I, I think that will come, Adam. I you know, I think Pat probably answered it the best yesterday that there or last night that there were some guys there that um, you know he knows fit into the into the route and can utilize. Um, uh, but just made the choice to go to the other guy. So I, I think we're, we're okay there. Uh, we've got enough flexibility with the tight ends and, and the other receivers to mix things up a little bit too. Then. Go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go to Herbie. Hey, Coach, good morning. Or excuse me, good afternoon. Oh, all right. A little you know, house cleaning thing here with Frank Clark. He's been dealing with the hamstring now for a little bit more than a month. What is your concern level with him? And then what do you need to see from him this week for him to potentially make a return to the lineup? Yeah, I think, listen, I think he was right on the edge of uh, being right. He pushed himself this week. Um, and, and I just didn't, you know, I didn't feel like it was quite all the way back with him. And, and so, um, rather than take steps back with him, you're right. We've been working with this, trying to make sure he gets it right. And, you know, and, and it's not lack of effort or want to play or any of that stuff. It's just a decision I have to make sitting in this chair, along with the medical people feeding me the information and Frank communicate. So 
um, with us. And, and I just thought that that was the best way to go. Let's go next to Dave Scretta. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, two questions. One, just uh, on uh, Tehran, I assume he's going to be back full go this week and that he's cleared of all the COVID stuff. Yes, yes. Um, he'll be, um, as, I, as I'm sitting here right now, I haven't met with the medical people, but yes, he'll be, he'll be back. And that again, that was a decision I had to make. And, um, and that was more off of the conditioning part um, you know, and, and just not putting him in a bad position. So, um, that, that was that, a little different than Frank's, but kind of that same, same thinking that, uh, you know, just, it, I thought it was best if we just had him sit this game and come back for the, for the next one here. And then the other one, uh, I, I know you hate to make things about you, but you're one win away from reaching a hundred with, two different franchises and that's never happened before. When somebody says that, what are the first things that go through your mind? I've been around a lot of good people, you know, very fortunate that way. Been with two great organizations, you know, but most of all, just been good people, whether coaches, players, you know, very fortunate that way. You know, you, you kind of, it doesn't always happen that way with people, but I've been, I've been lucky. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, you mentioned the the running game last night. I'm wondering, you know, yards per carry is an obvious way to measure the effectiveness there, but what are some other ways that you sort of measure, hey, this this is helping us in this game? Yeah, I think just the, <clears throat> the physical part of it with that defensive line, they were rolling there pretty good the first half, and I just thought that we needed to, uh, you know, bear down just a little bit more with our, with our young offensive line and, and give them an opportunity to, you know, establish something there and that, that was strong. And so decided to run the football a little bit and give them an opportunity to come off and work the physical part of the game a little bit more. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, appreciate the time here. I know when you guys get in the red zone, there's still been some of the creativity. We saw uh, something similar to the play we saw against Baltimore last year. Um, kind of just what has been the emphasis behind staying creative versus uh, trying to line up and run the ball when you get down and close? Yeah, so it's it, you know, it's a mix. I mean, you, you want to <clears throat> you want to try to score touchdowns, obviously, with it, Aaron, as you go. But um, and, and then a little wrinkle here or there has been successful for us. I mean, the guys take a lot of pride in those things, and um, at the same time, being able to run the ball well and be able to throw the ball well. Um, also helps. So, um, but just it, there, there's not a lot of room that that 12th man back there, that, that inline is a big, is a big thing. It, it, you know, you, you can, everything that's tight quarters. So anything that you can do to kind of stretch the field um, horizontal, horizontally or physically or, or um, vertically, you want to try to do the best you possibly can. And, and that's, uh, and, and then be able to, create some space to either run the ball or, or throw it. Yeah. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Good afternoon, Coach. Uh, a little bit of a follow-up to Sam's question with the run game, really just the offensive line in general. I was wondering what you learned uh, upon watching the film and then a little bit more specifically, uh, how could they be better maybe with the rush lanes? Yeah. Um, 
Well, I thought we I thought we came off and we got bodies on bodies. I thought we did a pretty good job with that. Um, uh, and then I think we've got to just coordinate a little bit more with the the line and then the running back and um, and, and how they're going about their business together. I, I think that becomes important. You, the the runner can the runners can set things up better, or the old line needs to have an idea where that better idea of what the running back's trying to get done with his part. And, and so um, I've got to make sure that I, I get that straightened out um, uh, as we go. And, and between Andy Heck and EB and Greg, I mean, that, that group right there has a pretty good understanding of it, right? A lot of years uh, as running backs and offensive linemen within that group there. So um, I, I have confidence I'll get taken care of. Looks like we've got three more. We'll go Nate, Sarin, and then Matt. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Andy. Good afternoon. Um, you mentioned Juan earlier. Uh, from your vantage point, just uh, what did he do in the second half that you think put him in position to, to make those plays? And with Tyron, you know, kind of being an extra assistant for you, what was it like to sort of watch him interact with the guys and, and help in that manner? Yeah, I, I thought he just got more confident as the game went on. Um, and again, Juan's a real smart kid. And so him seeing it um, and putting himself in position normally gives him a pretty good opportunity to make plays. And that's what he did. And, you know, he's a long, he's long and uh, tall. And, and, and he, anyways, he, he, he did good with it. And he's a, really, he's a good tackler, um, you know, secure tackler. So that, it worked out well for him. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Coach, a uh, couple of them for you, please. Uh, yep. uh, just uh, the comments of Miles Garrett afterwards about the uh, connection, Patrick Mahomes to uh, Tyree Kill. We've kind of heard these a lot, right? Where he, he said, oh, it was a 50 50 ball. We got to knock it down. It was a, he even called it a bad ball by Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we can rattle off the Ravens fourth down. You know, these plays happen all the time. I'm kind of of the idea that when it happens all the time, it didn't luck, right? Like it didn't just be coincidence. Um, what is it like in your words? I know what, you know, we've discussed, you know, here in the media, but what are your words about why those plays are, are good plays and, and what it does to defenses and why they, you know, they come away thinking, God, we should have made that play when in reality you guys complete those all the time. Yeah. Listen, it's a word thing, sir. And sometimes you see guys that just have a chemistry with one another and kind of can think uh, where the other guy's going to be and, and what they're thinking when they're throwing, you know, it's just a, there's a chemistry and those two have that, but then also Tyreek, you've seen enough of these long balls where he's had to adjust to them uh, and come back to the ball or, or he's running a, all the way across the field uh, on a scramble drill. And he just has a unique, uh, feel for the ball. He, he would have been a great center fielder. I mean, he just, he, he's able to track the, the ball and, and uh, is uncanny with that. And he's so fast that when he gets going, you're spending a lot of effort trying to keep up with him. And then he can stop on a dime and you end up flying by and he's in position to make the play. So he's a, he's a unique character that way. And then the other one coach, and I, and I think I know your answer, but just so the fans can hear it in your words, you guys get the big sack from Chris Jones right before the half and averts them getting a chance uh, for plays. Uh, there's 20 some odd seconds there. You had a timeout. You didn't call it. I know, you know, AFC championship game in 18, 31 seconds and a timeout. You go down all the way 
in like 40, 50 yards. Just what was the feel? What was the thinking there to, to maybe not bring the offense back out there and take a shot at it? Yeah. Um, I, listen, I just, I let it go there and, um, and, and did let it run out. So I, I wasn't, uh, you know, that, that's where I was, <laughs> you know, we got the, they, they got the one, you're saying the one where they got the one play at the end there. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I probably could have called a little bit earlier, Saran, but I thought we would, if they were going to go ahead and, and punt it, it gives you one opportunity to, to return it and leave it at that. Yeah. All right. We'll go last to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Um, you spoke on this a bit yesterday, but just how special was the crowd yesterday? And particularly when things started turning in your favor, how did their energy uh, keep you guys going? Yeah, this thing cut out just a little bit, but the fans, um, the, the, I thought the, the fans were good. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah the fans, so I, I particularly the, when things were going well at the end yeah. there, how did it kept you going? Yeah, yeah. So I thought the fans were excellent. They Nobody left. And Everybody stayed and they were loud, and that definitely helped. And like I mentioned, um, they they were able to get a punter to bobble the ball. That that's a that, that's a tribute to them and the energy that they were delivering there. So, uh, but we appreciate every bit of that. And and like I mentioned last night, I mean, I, my hat goes off to them, and they're, they're the best in the NFL. It was great. It's great to be a part of. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you.